Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Adam Young, editor of the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, and this is The Lead. In this weekly podcast, we highlight some of the big stories impacting Lubbock and the South Plains. I visit with a few of our reporters. We talk a bit about what they're working on and stories they expect to share in the coming days. So let's get started. And I'm joined now by the Avalanche Journal's government reporter, Alex Driggers, and our trends and breaking news reporter, Matteo Rosiles. We're going to talk a little bit about Hamilton. We're, we're part of the small group from the AJ and my wife going to see Hamilton at Buddy Holly Hall when they open. Right, They start the 19th and runs through the 30th here in Lubbock, but we're going on the 20th, which is also like media night, so maybe not the best night for other people to go. I'm excited. You want to stay away from us? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, come say hi to us. But yeah, we got our tickets booked a few weeks ago. There are still tickets available. It's going to be a big show. Obviously, it's a two-week run. That's not typical. This is their like marquee event from the, uh, the um, uh, Broadway offerings that they're having at Buddy Holly Hall this season. Um, I was lucky enough to speak with Blaine Alden Krauss. He's the actor with the uh, tour company. Um, he will be playing uh, Alexander Hamilton in this uh, particular production for that first week. He's also played Aaron Burr and uh, King George a few times. So I had a really nice visit with him. We'll have a Q&A um, from my interview with him coming out early this week in the AJ and online. Some of the takeaways I had from him were kind of talked about work-life balance. He always tries to find a gym in whatever community he goes to since he's there for weeks at a time. Um, talked a little bit about running. Doesn't sound like he's a runner. He's more of a weights guy, jump rope, things like that. Um, talked about the difference between the Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton role. If you're familiar with the show, uh, there's a lot more. The Hamilton character raps a lot more, and that's just a different skill set. Talked a little bit about that. I don't know if uh, that's in your wheelhouse or not. I've never tried to rap. I've been told not to try. Rapping? Yes. Yeah, I don't... I. I, that's not really my thing either. But he said that called to him. So it was in his wheelhouse. He really enjoyed that, uh, that particular um, aspect of it and talked about a few of his favorite songs from it. And uh, he really emphasized how, since it, you know, it being a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, show, just uh, how uh, deep and impactful the lyrics are, how smart they really are. So mm -hmm. he, he said, you know, everybody's probably listened to the, the soundtrack or anybody who's going, but how uh, he suggested just going through and reading through it too, mm -hmm. and just uh, how, how powerful that is. See, I've done that because I've always been interested in history and I'm a huge history nerd. And um, I've actually gone back and read some of the lyrics and be like, oh, is this actually a thing that happened? And I looked it up and sure it is. I was like, so it's very interesting on like what lines they pull from history and all the like little tidbits that you can find. Absolutely. Adam, I'm, I'm excited to read your conversation. I think it's going to be a really insightful piece. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's interesting that this is one of the most, if not the most popular contemporary musical um, in the last decade. And um, 
I'm, I'm really excited that the touring production is going to be coming to Lubbock. I know that uh, people in our community have shown a lot of um, excitement for this, looking forward to this. And I remember when it was announced and the Avalanche Journal actually broke that story. Was it last summer um, when they announced that that uh, Hamilton was going to be part of the upcoming Broadway season? Um, yeah, that with Dear Evan Hansen. I think it wraps up with Lion King. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the the reaction from the community was just tremendous, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really cool. There are going to be people coming from all over the region to, to, to see this. I think when I spoke with him, they were he had just done a uh, two performances in El Paso, um, so he was kind of gassed. Mm-hmm. He had to actually reschedule from that. But um, yeah, that, uh, that was in El Paso. He said that was the one of the few cities that they've on this tour where uh, a Hamilton performance hadn't been done. And so Lubbock will kind of wrap that up for them. So another community where um, you know, the traveling Hamilton performance hasn't been put on. Right. This will be the first uh, uh, production of Hamilton in the Hub City, as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, I know when my wife saw it the first time with her with her mom, they traveled up to Dallas to go see it. Mm-hmm. I think it was in Bass Performing Hall or something like that. But uh, somewhere that was near, within walking distance of a cheesecake factory. Those were my takeaways from that. But, of course. Interesting. But, yeah. Um, I, obviously, a lot of people are familiar with it from that July of uh, 2021 when it was streaming. Mm-hmm. When I caught it. I, to, yeah, it yep. Didn't That's think it was going to be in my wheelhouse, but I really enjoyed that. I think that, you know, it uh, uh, appeals to a wide segment of the population. Yeah, it's not like one of those older musicals like Cats or um, even Wicked. It really appeals to like a younger generation and the music that's used and the performance that's used. Even the, on Broadway, when you see the round table that's used, it's very interesting and it's very interactive with the audience, to a point. It gives me great heartburn for you to call Wicked... Um, an older musical. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I gave some dust there. Uh, the younger yeah. generation. I thought you were going to throw out Rodgers and Hammersteins or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, oh, like, oh, Cinderella and all that. Yeah, no. Yeah, Annie, get your gun, maybe, is for the older generation. No, but uh, I, it, either way, uh, a big get for, for the Hub City mm-hmm. to have this uh, touring production come, and I'm excited to see it. And I know a lot of people are excited in our community to see it as well. And I'm looking forward to, to reading about... Uh, about this lead that you talked to. Yeah, and I know tickets, like I said, are still available through the Buddy Holly Hall website. There, are, Just when we were looking, there are some scalper sites out there and the tickets are a lot more, but you know, that's the place to go. Make sure you're going to the Buddy Holly Hall site and they'll uh, direct you to, uh, like there's approved third-party vendor there. Yeah, don't get scammed. Just, exactly. just go straight to the Buddy Holly Hall's website and you should be able to find the correct place to get mm-hmm. tickets. Absolutely. And then I know you've also been working on another story and announcement uh, from Lubbock Christian University last week about uh, a new program they've got. Yeah, I went to the uh, Margaret Talkington Center for Nursing Education on Friday morning. I'd never been there before. It's a, it's a very nice facility there on the campus of Lubbock Christian University, where I learned that LCU is launching its very first ever doctoral program. This is the first time in the history of the university that it'll be offering a terminal degree, and uh, this will be the Doctor of Nursing Practice. Um, It's the highest degree that you can attain as a nurse, and uh, they'll be beginning that program in the fall. That's fantastic. Any idea, any other details on that in terms of... um what the offering will be or the... yeah um 
Dr. Scott McDowell, the president of LCU, told me that um, really over the course of, you know, the last several years, the nursing field has shifted in such a way where advanced practice nurses, so we're thinking about uh, family nurse practitioners, um, certified nurse midwives, and those types of, of practitioners, they're at a higher level than just a registered nurse. Um, but, but generally, um, those are master's level nurses. Um, but I'm told that the industry is shifting in such a way to where that the preferred degree is now a DNP, a doctor of nursing practice. And so in order to try to keep up with that, um, LCU launched this program. And what's unique about this program compared to a lot of other DNPs is, is that this is a clinical focused DNP. Uh, a lot of programs are focused more on administration and leadership and those other types of soft skills. Um, but the, the um, DNPC, uh, C being for clinical, focuses more on the actual clinical setting and the skills that advanced practice nurses need in a clinical setting in order to be a healthcare practitioner in that setting. Um, and so... If I'm understanding correctly, this will be one of seven programs in the nation when it launches uh, that will offer the DNPC. Understood. Well, it's really encouraging to see LCU uh, helping uh, meet that demand for this uh, just um, in increasingly important degree. Absolutely, and training and skill set. Yeah, and with uh, a current um, need for more healthcare practitioners. Um, you know, especially in the Lubbock area, we need more people um, that want to step up and be advanced practice nurses, doctors, nurses, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so LCU officials are hopeful um, that this will fill the need. And uh, Dr. McDowell also, also told me um, that he's excited for what this means for the life of the institution at LCU. You know, like I mentioned, this is the first doctoral program um, offered at the university. Um, the first terminal degree. And so um, McDowell's very excited about what that means for the future. You know, he expects this to be just the first of what could be an untold number of future programs that that could launch. But it starts here with this nursing doctoral degree. Thanks, Alex. You're welcome. And I know also staying on higher education, I know, Mateo, you've been working on a story that we're looking at having coming out later this week. Uh, looking back on the impacts from the recent state legislative session on higher education, specifically the um, Texas Tech System schools. What were your takeaways from that? Yes. So I'm focusing mainly on the funding that we're receiving um, and specifically where that's going. So um, in total, the TTU HSC um, University campus here in Lubbock received $169 million per year. Um, for the next two years. So that's a lot of money. And that's a lot of money that's going to be going to different areas. And so I'm going to be focusing on where that money is going to. Some of that is mainly going into mental health um, research and funding. Um, also, how to impact and better take care of rural Texas, um, because that's such a high thing on um, some of our leaderships and Austin's um, priority list is to make sure that rural rest Texas is taken care of, that they are getting access to mental health and not only mental health, but just medical um, resources um, as needed. Um, but also just looking at how we can take better care of some of these national crises that we're seeing. Um, so I am going to be highlighting one of those programs and it's called T-Chat. Um, that is one of the 
programs that through the HSC here in Lubbock that um, help service mental health resources for school um, campuses. So Lubbock ISC is one of those campuses that will work with HSC to get psychiatry or um, therapy resources to these students that need it in times of crisis. Um, so making sure that they're open and aware that um, the students are able to go to them whenever they need to, um, instead of being waitlisted on some of these um, community um, resources that takes months, if not even years, to get into. Um, so that's one of the resources that some of this money is going into. Um, the other thing is Texas Tech University just got a big win this um, last legislative session. So one of that win, one of those wins is the Tuff Fund, which used, used to be the National Research University Fund for Texas, um, but it's now called the Texas University Research Fund or U Texas University Fund. Um, and so they're expecting us to get four, $44 million um, dollars in 2024 from that. And that's specifically going to research. So providing salaries for staff, um, buying equipment and library materials, um, and supporting just research in general at the university. So that's a huge win um, because that comes on top of um, kind of the push for the Puff Fund or the permanent university funding and tr trying to get tech added to that. So instead of us getting that, we're getting the Tuff Fund along with um, the University of Houston and several other emerging universities in Texas. And, you know, some of this funding came, you know, during a session where they were dealing with surplus money. And yes. so, you know, obviously, uh, you know, tech and other university put in their asks. And uh, this is where, obviously, where they're putting it. Were there some of these needs that were left unfulfilled that you're getting a sense? I'm getting a sense, yes, that there's some needs, but that's going to be every session that you go into. There's some things that you're going to be championing but they're not going to get funded this session. But there's always hope for next session. And that's where I talked to um, Dr. Laura Spearman is like, what is next? What's going to be the next ask for the um, state legend? She did give me a little a bit of an answer. Um, but overall, the Texas Tech University system from President Laura Spearman um, down to President Skubnik say they had great wins this session. I think even Chancellor Ted Mitchell in a news story from Texas Tech called this was a banner year for Texas Tech and funding. Um, so it's a great... Um, win for Lubbock in general because for um, I'm going to be talking to some of these people about how inputting a lot of money into in, investing in a lot of money into these universities how that impacts the community at large um, so what does Lubbock see in return what does the state of Texas see in return so a return of investment mainly well, looking forward to reading more on that one Mateo and thank you both for uh, filling me in thanks for having thank us you. There's a lot going on around our community, and we love your story ideas and tips. Please feel free to reach out to me at ayoung at lobaconline.com, give me a call, or hit me up on social media. Here's hoping the week ahead brings great news and developments to Lubbock in our area. The lead is produced with the help of the Avalanche Journal's trends and breaking news reporter Mateo Rusilis and photo editor Annie Rice. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to checking back in with you next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.